Welcome to Friday Night Party Line. On the show tonight, we've got Skojo. Hey, Skojo. Oh, crap. You with me first? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How you doing, hey, man? How's it going? Yeah, just got back from Seattle. I Ooh. spent like a week. Nice. Uh, out there, I got to see Bro. I got to see all sorts of Seattle sites. That's good. And I wasn't there doing packs. Ha ha. Ha Ah, we've got George. Hey, George. How's it going, everyone? How you doing, man? Pretty good. Week's over. Happy. Month's over. Woo-hoo. Oh, wait, is it? Oh, yeah, this is the last Friday of the month. Look at that. Yeah, huh. I know. I put in my uh, my time card today. Ah. We've got Rim. Where I the hell have you I'm been? Here. Jesus. I can't believe I'm here. I don't know. I changed jobs. I've been flying around, working on secret projects, starting a convention. Something's been going on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that last one? Yeah, where Scott and I were starting a convention. If oh, you okay. Did, yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's going to be in New York. It's going to be expensive, and that's where the Patreon money is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> the Patreon money that you guys, quote unquote, never spend, that's where it's going. <laughs> I, Scott always wants to spend it on useless crap, like buy me a camera and <laughs> I don't know if that's useless, Rim, considering how much video oh, no. content you guys put out. Oh, he doesn't want a video camera. Oh what? <laughs> he wants like a he wants a fancy non video camera. What? Well, he wants to have a good uh Geek Knights uh Instagram, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get him like a Canon Rebel DSLR. Are they like two hundred bucks? Yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. What I got. I'm looking at some fancy studio camcorders, though, to up that game a little bit, because our camcorder is real old. I hacked the firmware on my NX500, and now it can record for Unlimited, which is fantastic. I should do that for my GX1. Yes, do that. It is great. Uh, It actually got better quality than a... I don't remember what he was shooting with, but um, I loaned my camera to my my videographer friend to uh, film my best friend's wedding, and my camera got better quality video than his super fancy Canon. So <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but it did. Uh, and of course, we got Cherba. Hey, Cherbs. Hi. You are beard free. Mm, yes. Getting uh, getting ready for the warmth of summer. Uh, yeah, it's starting to warm up and it was getting really annoying. <laughs> so I just shaved it off. <laughs> I didn't actually realize you were a seasonal beard wearer as well as me. I do like when it's winter time it's beard up. Yeah. Then it's beard down when it's summertime because it's way too hot to have a beard. <laughs> like it's gonna be thirty five today. That's bullshit. <laughs> I shave I typically like, shave my beard. It is on, bullshit. Yeah. I typically shave my beard depending on how self conscious I'm feeling about all my grays. So if I want to look a little bit younger, I'll shave all my beard off, like really nice clean cut. <laughs> Actually I I'm not sure if you've noticed, but if you go back and look at the footage, sometimes when I move my head, you can see the slash of gray that's like across my lip in my beard. Yeah. <laughs> I got I'm, getting like so nice, cool. I'm getting skunk spots like right on my sides, and I get those in my beard, like nice streaks. I'm getting this very sort of like silver fox look going if I get a little older. Oh, for Christ's I'm, sake, Rim. I'm, I'm real <laughs> happy about how that's coming hey, in. Victor, I've your, had, your like, gray looks pretty good. Well, thank you, silver Skoja. dashes for like... Pretty much longer than I think you've known me. <laughs> I wish I had hair. <laughs> so fuck. You should have kept you. just one of them. Yeah, I know, right? I know, I know. Poor George. Right this is like 
poor George. This is like us. This is us complaining about Greys are like are like a shark hearing someone complain about how their knees hurt. <laughs> I just would like to note that I'm older than all of you guys. Yes, you are. Yes, you and are. You are less gray than Victor. And you still You're have less gray than me. Glorious head of hair, you asshole. <laughs> I am the great. I am younger than literally everyone on this show, and I have like ninety percent more gray than everyone. Hey George, I'll do your deal. Next time I go up the barbers after I get a haircut, we'll get them to sweep it up. I'll chuck it in a bag and chuck it in the post. <laughs> I will take you up on that purely because I just want to see a bag of your hair arrive. <laughs> Wait, you don't know any spells or shit, do you? I was about to say that's like, <laughs> that's like a recipe for a voodoo doll or something. You're not a, you don't know how, you don't know any cloning techniques, right? We don't want a, a bajillion because, running around. Or do we? I I just want to I'd warn be okay. you. Okay, I'm immune to magic. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've never bought a card. But I'm bummed. Uh, Actually, there is like about 200 cards up in my <laughs> shelf there. But I didn't buy a single one of them. I have They're never, I have never bought. <laughs> I've never bought nor owned a single magic card in my life. Nice. I've never Due done largely, that and I will say this: do largely to rim. Really, I played magic from beta. Through end of the revised era is pretty much when I played seriously, and I can't, and I learned my lesson. I can't count how many times I heard you on the Geek Nights podcast call it money the wasting. I <laughs> spent a lot of money on those cards. <laughs> All right, yeah, well before I didn't we get started, have money, hold on. so I never played. All right, hang on. Before we get the show started, and I'm doing this just because post production me is so lazy. So lazy. It uh, really is. It really is. Um, uh, I'm going to take this moment and thank our wonderful Patreon supporters, of which two are present. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, taking a moment uh, to thank, uh, in, in no particular o- in no particular order, uh, George Davidson. <laughs> Who is our? Who is George? Do you know you are you were the our first Patreon supporter? Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah. There you go. Uh, George, I accept this honor graciously. It is a, it is a, it is wonderful. Uh, George Davidson, Cold Guy, Ethan Fryer, Pinup Citizen, Justin Chapman, Gina Moreno, Brendan Brothers, Yaddle, uh, Geek Knights, uh, which Rim. There you are. Um, Rochelle Mantanona, Funeral Cleavage. <laughs> and our a bit of funeral cleavage, a little bit, and our newest Patreon supporter, Dexter Colder. Uh, so thank you to all of you for tipping a little money into the hat each month. Uh, stuff like uh, your generous dona- donations is what uh, allows us to do things. Uh, like at the moment, the Patreon support, the Patreon uh, money is entirely covering my Creative Cloud subscription, which is fantastic. Wow. Yeah, that's, which is... Because I know you're not getting that from my, my uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a It is a wonderful thing. Do you guys want to talk about... Do you guys want to talk about the tax plan? I know it's not on the list of things, but that uh, that's come out fairly recently. You guys want to start with talking about the tax plan? I, I know nothing about the tax plan, so someone will have to either link me or, you know... Perhaps since this is an audio medium, someone can explain it to me verbally. Yes, could someone explain? Do you guys so like- the the imp- okay good the Go relevant ahead. part of it <laughs> is that 
one of the things it does to sort of increase some revenue without increasing taxes is you know removing loopholes and making tax code simpler. And one of the things they want to do is double the standard deduction, meaning that a lot of people, well, possibly, might not pay any taxes because their standard deduction is really high and most people don't itemize their deductions. However, there's a very important deduction that's pretty much only used by New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Huh. And that is the ability to deduct state taxes that you paid from your federal taxes. And that is probably the biggest tax relief that middle class and upper middle class people in those three states get, and even lower middle class to an extent, because those states have very high state taxes. So it's almost like this tax plan is designed to hurt states <laughs> that vote Democratic and states that have high state taxes and redistribute that wealth towards states that have almost no state taxes. What is the tax rate in New York? I don't even know. You want to know the best right. part about this? Well, what What's do you pay, like, percentage of your one salary The person wise? we are explaining this to live is currently studying tax law. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in there right now, Chirps? I haven't poked my head in yet. Uh, Jay Bantz oh, cool. and Wealthy Oddvok just joined us. Very um, nice. One of the, so yeah, Rim, from what you described, that would hurt me as well because I take yeah. that as uh, any Basically, anyone yeah. who takes that deduction is really hurt by it, and it seems like the only people for whom that deduction matters are blue states. Yeah, hmm. because uh, blue states have taxes. Yep. And you know and, what? I'm still going to pay my taxes and not complain about it because... I'm still fine. Oh, my complaint is not. I don't. I'm not saying. Oh, I don't want my taxes to go up. I actually want my taxes to go up, but I want the taxes on rich people to go up too. And the taxes go down on pretty much everyone who makes more money than me. Yeah, and there was some. There was some weird thing about the deduction for like children, and the more children you have, like the deduction gets even worse and so worse. So the alternative minimum tax would potentially be removed, and that's a weird tax that's designed solely to ensure that people who have a ridiculous number of tax deductions still have to pay taxes, because you could structure your taxes in such a way that you actually get negative tax liability, and the government would send you some money. And the easiest way to do that was to have a billion kids. <laughs> Here's a, here's a funny thing. Do you want to know who uh, one particular person who the majority of their tax paid comes from the alternative minimum tax, and without it, they would pay less than, I believe, 3% tax? I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. Donald, Donald Trump. Trump? Bingo. I'm going to go with <laughs> Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. <laughs> you Don't know what's also... No? Haven't seen that no? Taxes. Okay, Donald Trump. You know what's really you know what's really amusing is they didn't touch the uh, the real estate tax deduction that you can deduct your real estate taxes because that's uh, really popular. Yeah, because if you yeah. remove that one, you basically fuck one. the whole middle class. Yep. Who who do those benefit? <laughs> Developers, <laughs> people who own a lot of real estate. What I mean, the gist of it is that this tax plan is one not actually written yet it's just a bunch of talking points they haven't actually proposed anything specific yet uh, like no real legislation and two it's pretty much just a giant tax cut to people who make a lot of money and no recovery of that revenue at all deficits yeah. only matter when the so democrats pretty, are in charge well, pretty much what was expected then yeah i think i think literally a republican said that like when they came over and asked they're like hmm so the question is not like what the tax plan does in any detail. The only really interesting discussion would be, could it become law in the U.S.? Hmm. 
Could it? I mm. find it difficult. I mean, the the Republicans in Congress are basically facing the same problem that the Democrats were not too long ago. It also eliminates the estate tax, apparently, this proposed tax plan, which is another big regular Republican oh, no, no, talking you can, point. You can't call it the estate tax. It's the death tax, because yeah. that sounds more scarier. That, that, bit of, yeah. that bit of tidbit comes from J-Bands in the chat. Yeah, yes. the, the estate tax, which only affects estates over like $5.5 million. No, no, see, no, it's the death tax. tax. It's going to affect everybody because everybody dies. It's going to prevent those farmers from leaving their farms to their kids. <laughs> Even though they like looked around and tried to find a farm that was affected in this way and never found never. a farm that was affected. <laughs> Just what could a banana cost? $10? oh speaking of which did you see that motherfucker who like i believe it was just yesterday it was saying like oh yeah you know regular people they'll get an extra thousand dollars they can buy a new car or renovate their kitchen i'm like (laughs) i got some news for you son yeah i am confident i could purchase a car for one thousand dollars and it would technically meet the dictionary definition of a car for a small (laughs) period of time for a small period you could I you have very bought a car a for $1,000. The first car I ever bought was $3,000 in like 1997 dollars. Oh, and <laughs> the engine exploded three years later. So, Literally, it, it exploded and the hood went up and then a bunch of debris fell out the bottom. <laughs> I, I bought a truck Rim, for $100 you? in high school. I'm sorry. Rim. What the fuck did you do to that thing? It was a it was a, a, a turbocharged Plymouth Laser. It would go about a hundred and forty. Well, really, it would get about hundred and twenty, and above that, the speedometer would just kind of bottom out. And I'm guessing and, you never put any oil in it. Oh no! So it had bad lifters and all these other problems. I didn't know enough about cars, and I kind of just ignored <laughs> all these problems that were growing, growing, growing. One it day was, I took a trip, and I averaged over hundred miles an hour across the QEW all the way through Canada, and then the next morning. That was it. That killed it. Because when I pulled, when I slowed down to go through the tolls and go through customs and all that stuff to get back into the States, the engine was making a bunch of noises that it had never made before. And I was like, huh, I should get that checked out tomorrow. Little did you know, <laughs> tomorrow defense, couldn't come soon enough. In his defense, that's a Mitsubishi 4G63. Those just explode. No, yeah, those are terrible. You know, for no reason. Huh? All right. I feel a little less bad. They just, they just kind of explode. They're they're, kind of, they're. Uh, what's the Terry? It's like uh, the star that bra- burns twice as bright lives half as long. So that car- <laughs> that's those engines. Redline until eight thousand RPM, and yeah. you could, it could really accelerate in the like six to seven thousand RPM range. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, back. To I back just realized for a second. I never yeah. told you about. I'll have to tell you about my mini sometime, Rim. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, while we're on the subject of cars, let's go on and talk about one of our actual topics for the evening. Uh, Facebook. Yes, exactly. No, China grows. <laughs> China joins the growing movement to ban gasoline and diesel cars. Uh, according to the Chinese yeah. government, it's joined. The, it's become the latest company to publicly discuss plans to ban the production and sale of gasoline or diesel-powered cars. Uh, and they are going to be uh, the nail is going to be going in their proverbial cough in the proverbial coffin of it uh, by twenty forty. 
Hmm. Oh, good. So long enough for someone to actually develop a fun EV that's worth driving. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to let that ship sail. I'm, I'll be happy when humans just don't pilot vehicles anymore. Yeah, when well, we're all some in. of us actually like to drive, Rim. <laughs> oh, I love to drive, and I'm willing to let that go. I'm just willing to give it up. Yeah, I'm kind of with Rim. No, George, it not sucks. you too. Look, <laughs> you, you just have to look at statistics. <laughs> we are, as, as a species, we are hilariously bad at piloting these steel death traps we've, contra- we've constructed. Never mind just the, the human cost of the gas distribution networks and oil and the oh. economies of scale you can eventually get out of electricity generation oh. compared to using fuels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I imagine what New York would smell like if there wasn't any combustion engines other than, like, delivery trucks. Poop. Pee. Yeah, probably. Piss. <laughs> yeah, it, would, it, would, it would, in fact, smell like poop and pee. He's right there. Yeah, but, it's, uh, look, the, I reckon you should put it in the brochures, though. Smells like Paris. <laughs> you know, I will say that having spent a bunch of time in Paris, Paris smells way more like piss than New York does. <laughs> so that's well, because in Europe York, you can piss and not York, you know, go to jail. That's because New York has the wonderful smell of internal combustion to dilute the piss smell. Imagine if that was all gone. So does Paris. It's so polluted. They had to ban um, cars older than like 1985 or some some shit like that. I don't know. You literally cannot drive old cars in Paris anymore because the the air is just too dirty. I don't know. know In my mind, when I am in my 50s and 60s, I want to be like Jay Leno and have a huge garage filled a with huge cars. Automated car. Have a huge, have a huge, have a huge closet have a full of computers property. you built. And you drive your cars around on your track on your property. Hmm. But, but you don't drive but them to work. No, no. Oh. I was thinking the uh, the minority. Cherba, I can't be alone on this. <laughs> yeah, look, the Minority Report uh, movie. Have, did you ever see the Minority Report movie where they have the cars? Yes. And, like, yes, out in the that. country, they drive. But then as soon as they hit anywhere other people would possibly be, it goes into automated form and just joins the train of other cars. <laughs> no. Like, that's my ideal setting where you're just kind of like, okay, you can drive out in these country areas where it doesn't matter. But as soon as you get anywhere where there's people, no. you have to join is... the train and move on. Nope. That is not my ideal setting because they had these, like, you remember those flip guns they had that fired a wave of concussive force that just knocked people out? I'd be in fucking jail because I would use that thing daily. <laughs> oh, what's that? You're taking too long in the line at the bank? Boom. <laughs> oh, can't decide on your coffee? Boom. I guess, though, I sidetracked all you guys because I went right for the self-driving. Because that's not what's happening here. This is about no. banning internal combustion. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. No, this is about banning internal combustion, which is something I am honestly... I'm in support of. Ju- if, it doesn't, if it doesn't happen via legislation, it's just going to happen at see, some but point. Here's, well, see, but here's the rub for me. Like, I wouldn't have a problem with EVs naturally coming in and re- in replacing internal combustion engines. That's not my that's not my big issue on this. My issue on this is that EVs, the way they're designed right now, are they're designed to be essentially just as much an appliance as 
your as well, your cell phone for one and your TV and stuff like that and I I like working on my car and if I can't do that because of fear that if I put my wrench in the wrong place it's going to vaporize my arm you know <laughs> I don't My know. Well, that, here's the, the thing. The only way laptops and phones got better is by making them appliance-like. To make something that is serviceable, it really limits the ability to make that thing advance in technology. But I don't. But the difference is with laptops and computers is that you have is what you have is you have the component market to build your own computer. Yeah. I don't see that happening with cars, with EVs. Well, why? Why not? Because there's going to be, because people already, even with their gas power cars, most people really look at their cars as appliances anyways. No, but there's always hobbyists. It's just like the computer market, right? You're saying most people are buying something that's like a little tiny box and it does everything they need. And then the people that are hobbyists buy all the components and put it together. Car people are the same freaking way. They buy like some car and they customize it and screw around with it. Oh, there is one difference though. Cars, we we can just ban which cars are allowed to drive on the road. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. We yeah, can. Awesome. It's difficult. There, there yeah. is a lot of push. One, like the automotive industry, has a lot of push. And uh, um, also back to uh, Scott's point about people building cars that are going to be customized. Like there are lots of people that are building their own electric cars out of cool old cars. Uh, there's like. Uh. In fact, electric actually, Volkswagen Beetles yeah. and MR2s. I would argue that and other than battery technology, electric cars have the potential to be more easily modifiable than traditional combustion, like modern combustion cars. I'm not going to compare it to like, I don't know, an old Model T because you can fix that <laughs> with a wrench and some pliers and a rubber yeah. band. But no, that's absolutely... Um, I would argue that they are similarly difficult. Modifying a modern car... To do anything better than it's already doing is very difficult. Yeah. yeah, you pretty much either need to buy expensive parts that are built for purpose and know what to do with them and how to tune it and everything else, or you need to be really good at parts fabrication. Yeah, mm. like I mean, just like, even, even like adapter I'm not plates. Quite that good. Even or like I can adapter, make adapter plates, plates for transmissions. And like I can bore out my own cylinder oh, yeah. heads and things like that, but actually making my own cylinder heads, chances are yeah. fucking zero. <laughs> you can buy one of the reasons I bought a a car with a Chevy small block V8 is there's a ton of aftermarket cylinder heads you can just buy. Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm really not seeing. Look, you just have to get used to the fact that that this is going away, and you want to know why it's going away? It's going away because... The cost in human blood and lives? Yeah, no, seriously, (laughs) the world... We are literally destroying the world in more ways than one. And, um... Like, just in global warming, there's enough oil that's already purchased. Like, it's in the ground, they haven't pumped it out yet. But it's owned by someone. There's enough to heat the world like six degrees centigrade. It's just there, and we have to give oil companies some sort of incentive not to pump it out of the ground and fuck us. And the only way we're going to get there is if, you know, countries like China say, okay, we're not having the internal combustion party anymore. 
we're doing something else. And yeah, look at this from China's perspective. China has a uh, climate and like just human life disaster going on in terms yep. of pollution. Like China is experiencing a health crisis, and this actually seems like a very reasonable step to take to deal with that from the perspective of public health and safety. Yeah, because they don't really... Basically, what's happening to China right now is literally what was happening to Los Angeles in the 60s. Mm, yeah. Mm. We're just going to all roll coal. Obviously, that's the pathway <laughs> to the future. <laughs> um, now, the, the argument I usually see against this isn't what any of you brought up. It's usually that people argue that uh, current gasoline and diesel are more energy-dense and more efficient at being converted directly into combustion. Oh, they're they're fantastic. They're, yeah. It's it's a engineering marvel what they've done with the internal combustion engine. But at the end of the day, it's still throwing carbon into the world. And like battery technology is just getting better now. I mean, there's lots of downsides to batteries. Like, can we? Is it going to mining all of these raw materials? Fuck every all kinds of other things is that worse or but climate change like mining batteries isn't causing climate change well i think there's an economy of scale to be had especially that can that actually can only be accomplished by governments and gigantic multinational organizations like nuclear power requires massive infrastructure that's global to be more efficient, but it could be much more efficient. I mean, the United States really isn't building new nuclear reactors. We're using old technology. There's much better technology that exists, and it's going to take a long time. But the amount of energy we can get out of even the current levels of, like, uranium mining, the economy of scale of protecting... Sorry, I'm really distracted by those echoes. (laughs) <laughs> Scott Johnson you suck <laughs> there's a crowd control strategy I learned about a while ago of you basically point microphones at an angry mob or a speaker like someone who's giving an agitating speech and you play directed sound back at them that's themselves at a slight and varying delay yeah. and very few humans can continue to keep a train of thought together through that yeah, the Here's varying the delay is really. You can hear me just slowly you. like losing my train and getting more and more generic, and then I was done. <laughs> uh, but no, you're right. Yeah. Uh, like for example, there's like an economy of scale thing, um, like a gasoline tax. Um, that that is considered in America to be political suicide because it's considered a tax on the poor. The problem is the poor people, the vast majority of people are the ones burning all the gasoline. doesn't really yep. matter what the, the 1% rich people do. They can buy all the muscle cars and yeah. sports cars they like. It doesn't matter. They don't well, drive enough. Well, private jets are kind of a problem. <laughs> well, I mean, though, is it Not any wonder that... Really? Is, I mean, but is Private it any jets wonder- compared to commercial flight? Is it any wonder, though, that used electric cars are the fastest-selling used cars on the market? People, people see the advantages of having it, and I'd believe it. I'd, yeah. I'm just hoping that they I'd actually make a fun electric car soon. Because electric none Miata. Of the ones, none well, of the I, ones that are out now are actually that fun to drive. I test Teslas are supposed to be good. Uh, Teslas when I was in Singapore because they had a whole like exhibition mm-hmm. in the mall where I was staying, and they accelerate 
to a degree that is terrifying. <laughs> that was so fun. That like no normal combustion engine would be capable of. Yeah. Oh no, oh. there there are. Oh yeah, no no there are. There, there are. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, there are. Okay, I'm ignoring so, the Lotus so, and I'm ignoring Greg. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. We're no, not no, talking no. about anything we're talking about like that. Production cars, Rim. Yeah, yeah, stuff that there's like thousands of. Thousands of them. Like thousands of units, not Hurricanes. thousands of different cars. Lamborghini. You know, got but, the Hurricanes Lamborg- and the Lamborghini. Oh, no, the, no, no, no. I'm talking about Ferrari. Know, right, so the Model S goes in 2.5 seconds on pure electric. Ugh. It's a. It's like being kicked okay. in the spine. It's yeah. incredible. Two point so five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Okay, however, but the but Dodge is- D- the Dodge Demon, however, does <laughs> a standing quarter mile in less than ten seconds. I think it Ooh. will. It will accelerate so hard that even though it's only rear wheel drive, it gets perfect traction because it lifts the front wheels off the ground. <laughs> the Tesla set a world record this year for the standing hundred. Let's see. Uh, Stan- standing hundred isn't isn't a, a a nine nine quarter mile is in the one thirties to one fifties. I'm reading this also, article right here. Is, I also remember they were claiming that they also shattered the the production EV record at Pike's Peak with the fastest time ever by this great margin. <laughs> uh, but they also didn't mention it was a heavily modified Tesla, and the car that they were beating was a bone stock Nissan Leaf. <laughs> 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 so well, qualifiers are so necessary. The Tesla, the Tesla P100D with some custom firmware, but otherwise stock components. Ten point seven eight seconds for a flat quarter mile. Hmm. All right. Yeah, so, so uh, much as I would love, as much as I would love to keep talking about cars, we do have other topics to get to. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, well, I, I'm just saying that there are like you've never seen a thing with a trans brake. <laughs> trans brake is. <laughs> I don't so, even know what that is. So, so what it is, and let me explain this real fast. Um, is it's an automatic transmission that's been modified in such a way that it can engage first and reverse at the same time. <laughs> so then you, you turn this on, you floor the throttle, you store up a ton of energy in the torque converter, oh, good and God. then you let reverse go, <laughs> and you launch with 500 pound-feet of torque <sighs> instead of 100 pound-feet of torque, which is the most you could hold with just the brake pedal. There's okay. an entire Wikipedia page dedicated just to this topic. Yeah. Now I, now I need to Is explain, that surprising? I need yeah. to explain two things, but they're both very brief. First, I love watching Rim look like how I look when he explains something technical in like his field. Yeah. And sec and second, George, I need you to divorce Chris and marry me. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Can you get a sex change? <laughs> I was hoping for a green card more, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> sex change first, then we'll talk. Uh, all right, well, wow. next topic. Um, much to absolutely everyone's surprise, turns out that Russia bought a shit ton of ads on Facebook, micro-targeting influenceable people to vote for Trump. <gasps> Wait. <clears throat> and Twitter. And, and Twitter. Twitter. Wait, well, didn't Twitter, Twitter just testify before? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
Hold on. Yes. Are there ads on Facebook? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there are. Even if you have ad blocker sponsored Cue stuff. Cue the Harry Potter music. Yeah. Harry, there's a world out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyways yeah so facebook is going to be turning uh i think either is or has at this point uh, uh russia linked ads to congress they're saying that it sold uh over a hundred about a hundred and hundred thousand dollars worth of ads between 2015 and 2016 that led to fake news web pages and were bought by advertisers operating out of russia Report released on the 20th uh, noted that the said intelligence committee expects the social media titan to testify about the advertisements and Facebook agreed that they will also share the 3,000 plus advertisements themselves in question. So, hey, look at this thing that everybody knew was happening and that Facebook said that, no, they didn't have any impact on the election. What? No. It's just, it's fascinating that there's, there is no doubt <laughs> By anyone that Russia specifically intervened in our election to try to elect Donald Trump. The only people that are doubting it is the Trump administration. Yeah. So the uh, only question much is just Trump. Who on the Republican side of the United States, there is there a split between people who don't believe it versus people who realize it's literally the only way for them to retain electoral power? <laughs> How much of this is deal with the devil versus actually that dumb? Uh, Depends hmm. if you're well, talking supporters or actual like politicians. In power Republicans. Mm. In power Republicans, I'd say it's majority deal with the devil. Which is why I wonder, yeah. I, like, if the Mueller investigation, because it's focusing so much on these uh, money laundering stories that have been going around for what, like six years of these old money laundering stories. Oh, yeah. What if that money is being funneled into the Republican apparatus as a whole, and that's the real fear that that comes out? Mm. Um, do you doubt that that's the case? <laughs> oh no, I don't doubt it at all. But because I, I have yeah. almost no doubt that that's that's what's going on. Yay! Well. well. I are mean, you insinuate basically are you insinuating that the entire Republican Party has been secretly funded by the Russian government for the past uh twenty years? I'd say ten years, twelve years maybe. Well then I, I guess feel the, like well, then I, I feel like there's the, been yeah. a go ahead. Yeah, there's been a decided shift as time went on as the party sort of became more and more what it is today. <laughs> For lack of we a were kind of buddy buddy with them during Bush Jr. Yeah, well, yeah. like yeah. I, I think I think there is a strong argument for twenty years there. Yeah, no, you're probably right. You're probably right. It probably started around with uh, the invasion of uh, Georgia that occurred during the George mm. W. Bush administration. Like we're all forgetting that because we all think about the Ukraine. Yeah, and. Yeah, Every the U.S. Thing. didn't really respond in any meaningful way to that. Nope. Hmm. No, and that kind I of mean, it was Russia. me. I mean, and then there was uh, Cherba. What was it that me and yes. you and Nelson were watching live about a year or so ago, and we literally saw attack helicopters firing onto people through Facebook live streams? Oh, um. I think that was one of the Middle Eastern revolutions. Uh, yeah. I just can't remember which one. There's so many. <laughs> not not even to tri- not even not even like to trivialize or anything because obviously there was it's enormous events. But literally, there were Syria? so many. 
Yeah, now, like the, during that period of time, there were something like four or five countries that had either massive protests yeah. that turned violent or large, revo- large scale revolutions. Like, yeah. so. <laughs> well, here's a, here's the question: What really would be the Russian government's endgame? And is it the Russian government, or is it just the Putinocracy of the Russian government today? I mean, if the endgame was to destabilize the U.S., well, good job. How does that actually benefit Russia? No, it's not, it's not the U.S. It's NATO in yeah. general. If you can break apart the alliance and splinter the bit, you know, the Western but even, bloc. Even then, to what end? So the Soviet Union profit, reforms, but profit. At what point? At what point? They can't. Even if they take over the entire former territory of the Soviet Union, then what? Then they're a superpower. Man. They just want to be respected. I don't know. That that seems like the goal. Yeah, they do have kind of Then what? Rule the world. Then what? Take over the rest of the territories they didn't control when they were the Soviet Union. But which they? I mean, there's the government that ostensibly is probably trying to do these things just to deflect from the fact that the country is probably collapsing under them. There's the Russian people who would probably be much better off with a scaled-back Russian government. That's where I was getting to. The they is not even a unified they within the government. Because you've got the faction who's behind Putin for basically the money and the power and the benefits. Because they're, they're living a life rich. You've got the well, faction who that's are there a small the percentage of people, though. I, I think within it's a lot of the... Yeah. I, I think it's very similar to Trump supporters. For the moment now. Hold on. <laughs> like just within the government you've got the faction that's behind putin for the money and power all that shit you've got the faction that's supporting putin because they want a strong large-scale russia and they want to return to when russia was a major superpower and they see putin as the manner to as the way to do that he's a means to an end so they're just going along with him even though they don't necessarily want him around so much because he's a weird psycho who keeps killing people yeah, but and I then think... you've got the Russian people who are basically just going, fuck, we, we're just going to make do with whatever we get because we have no fucking clue what the hell is going to happen next. But I guess a re-Sovietized Russia is just an economy barreling toward collapse like a race car at the end of its race, and there's no yeah. end game to it. Well, you, you mean it... like the original Sovietized Russia? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's Soviet, it's a, we're not talking about, I don't think their goal is to bring back, you know, Soviet-style communism. No, I think it's to bring back the, the Soviet, like, the Soviet infrastructure and the Soviet power, but with a, like, sort of controlled capitalist economy. Hmm. To Soviet bring back the without empire power. without the problems that caused the collapse of the previous one. Yeah. Because at least the Soviet Union, for all its trouble, had the ostensible paper goal of, you know, for the people, communism. It mm. seems like the new Russian Empire wants to be that without even that pretense. Mm. Wait a minute. Let's let's go back for a second. How many mm-hmm. people of those people were in the gulag? <laughs> I, I was very clear on paper and the word ostensibly. On paper, yeah. yeah ostensibly, yeah. Uh. After we got rid of everybody else. <laughs> So more information that. about the uh, more fa- more information about Facebook's disclosures is going to be forthcoming as the situation develops throughout the course of the investigation. Uh, one last topic for tonight, and then we are going to uh, we're going to be ta- we're just going to tell say what's uh, been making us happy this past week. Um, well, spin the wheel, make a deal. Which one is it? <laughs> so uh, the Emmys 
happened last week, uh, and uh, they had a very special guest. Spicy was on deck. How tone deaf can you get? <laughs> I didn't I know about this at all. You did they what? Put a small shrubbery on stage to make it comfortable. <laughs> Other than the fact that you linked it in the uh, the Facebook chat we used to organize these things, I I had no idea this happened, and I did not care. Sure, but so am I, I just am I just that much bit too industry to realize that to to think that you guys actually watch the Emmys is that what's uh, happening yes. here. You, yeah. you are too industry. In fact, I believe <laughs> yeah. they you're, did. You're the too industry polls. to think that we watch television. See, I, I, the PPP poll. <laughs> the Emmys are did a poll. Right? No, but they did a poll where they asked the favorability of award shows, and they poured they polled lower than Trump. So that's how popular <laughs> well, that, award that, shows are anyway. Yeah, no, that is that is very much the case. The only reason anybody I know goes to the award shows is to get the free goodie bags. <laughs> so I was actually very aware of this, but not because of the Emmy stuff, only because of all the political essays about how this is a very crass attempt to humanize and normalize the members of a effectively fascist movement by means of like superficial pop culture. Yeah, that's essentially it. I, I, I can get very behind much. that, yeah. But uh, he's out of the God. fascist movement. Doesn't matter, George. Uh, he, he's still got he's book of, deals. Uh, he's let just me put out it, of his, his previous specific job in that movement. Nothing else yeah, is let me, let me put it this way. If you take a nice big swim through a sewage pond and you get out of the sewage pond, I'm still not going to hug you. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, uh, say, it was an attempt Trump by... tomorrow just says it was all a prank and he resigns. Yeah. It's not like we're going to suddenly respect him. It's not like we're going to suddenly give him a pass to go back to being a like reality TV star. Well, unless unless Trump goes stands on sta- stands in front of the White House, pulls off a mask, and it's that Maria Maria something that that uh, performance artist, that Russian performance but, artist. But it was me, Dio. It was me, Dio. <laughs> oh, you know. Gosh. You know. You know, a reality show that starred all the ex-presidents that dealt with Trump leaving the office and joining their house, I'd actually probably watch that. I would watch that. Yeah. I think Obama uh, would be really funny on it, and so would Jimmy would Carter. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think this is a... Well, if you guys didn't watch it, maybe what's the point? <laughs> well, they, they, is there the, another the, last topic we can have? It's hard to say, because on one hand, the people who made that decision are either so divorced from the reality of politics that they don't understand what they're doing or they did it on purpose. I would I don't know who made the decision, but I would believe that since Stephen Colbert was hosting it, he would have had some say. I don't think he would have let know. it happen without his without his approval, so to speak. That's what I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of like talk about how it came to be. It's uh, but the the audience shots very clearly cherry picked to make sure they didn't show anyone who was not happy. Well, that's how it always <laughs> is. I, you know, I could probably make a phone call and find out, but which is a weird thing to even hear myself say. But <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. You can make a phone call to find out. Yeah, I know some people who worked the Emmys that uh, night. 
Uh, dropping some names. Dropping well, some I, names. I've please, dropped please, literally zero means, names. See what you can find out because I, I want to. <laughs> well, it's not going to happen right now. This will be something I'd have to come back with, uh, come back to next episode no, with information no, of course, about. Well, the only question I have, the most important question is what's an Emmy? <laughs> they, the Emmys, <laughs> also known as the Daytime Television Emmy Awards, because it's only for, it's a, well, not daytime, it's the primetime television awards. Uh, is what's colloquially known as the Emmys is an award show that's been happening since the early 1950s, uh, and so oh god, this is what I sound like when I talk about trans break. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it is to to those of us around here. It is known as the time where we are inundated with FYC ads. That's what it is. Up uh, for your consideration. So. <sighs> A pain in the I still ass. can't get over this trans break. I'm just like looking at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at any so rate, exactly it was a bad move. What are those move. FYC ads like? Uh, there are there'll be ads in the newspaper saying, uh, saying for example, uh, let's see, nominated for nominated for best actor nom- nominated for best acting in primetime television drama, Breaking Bad, for example. Obviously, it wasn't for, for your this. consideration. For your consideration, um, you'll get stuff if you are a member of any of the major unions. Uh, you'll get stuff in the mail, uh, DVDs, uh, free download codes, uh, things like that. Like, say, for example, if you're a ma- if you're a member of SAG or AFTRA or the uh, Visual Artists uh, Union, uh, VFX Union, you'll get stuff in the mail for that. Um, and then approximately, and oh, and then banners. The banners on those streetlights. Now, those will all be FYC banners. <laughs> and then about three months later, you'll go into Goodwill and you'll find, F- for your consideration, DVDs filling the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> so FYC season happens often around here. Uh, SAG, uh, yeah, Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, talking to, replying to Jay Bance's comment, uh, question in the comments. Uh, so yeah, it's FYC, FYC season happens about three times a year, so which is great, unless you're sick of FYC ads. <laughs> so, Yawn. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right then. So let's uh, let's go on to what's been making us happy this week. Cherbo, what's been making you happy, my friend? Um. Pretty much a lot of heat signature, uh, <laughs> and having the opportunity to talk a lot to someone who was very dear to me. Oh, that's so, aww. Aww. Aww, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you can't picture people in your head, you got to take what you can get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll make you sad. That's right. <laughs> uh, I didn't yeah. even think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> well, heat signature. Anyway. It basically, uh, the if you remember the game Gunpoint, if you don't, you should go and buy Gunpoint also. Uh, there was a game called Gunpoint. Basically, detective runs around city, jump windows with gadgets, punching people, and doing noir stuff. Heat mm-hmm. Signature is basically that detective in space. There is space <laughs> on the other side of the window he's leaving yes. through. There you go. You are flying around, jacking ships. It's a good time. You should do it, and you know, find some of my hilariously dumb-named weapons. <laughs> like, Cherba's, Cherba's gun, the hammer. 
<laughs> so so you're not so you haven't been uh, getting it on the, uh, the all that alien action in Elite Dangerous then? Uh, no, I've been letting the whole Thargoid thing just uh, settle itself down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm millions of miles away from where the Thargoids are appearing. Yeah. I'm actually waiting until they kind of come a bit closer to my region of space. Because mm. I don't want to fly fucking something like seven or 8,000 light years <laughs> just to show up and get blown up by some big veiny motherfucker. <laughs> that, that, that takes a lot of, it takes a lot of time to actually get that far. Um, oh, yeah. George, what's been making you happy this week? The look of sheer awe and wonder on Rim's face as I described a trans break. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm like looking at these animations of like, videos of people using them, and it's just... It, it's hardcore race technology. It's awesome. Man, Rim, <laughs> if you like that, wait till you see how a VTech works. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you see when it just kicks in, yo. Oh. Uh. I, I was actually driving Chris's uh, Civic. That was another thing that was making me happy this week is I was driving uh, the Civic Psy to work and <laughs> Oman's VTEX, 8,000 RPMs. For those of you who live outside North America, the Civic SI is the North American slightly watered down version of the Civic Type R. It's awesome. It's still good, though. Um, Rim, what's been making you, apart from trans breaks, what's been making you happy this week? Little Witch Academia. I actually finished that whole show, and good God, is that the most delightful anime I've seen in a long time. Then an Overwatch so- Deathmatch. Because <laughs> I win a lot of Overwatch Deathmatches, because these kids don't remember what Deathmatch is like, and I play yeah. Symmetra, and they don't <laughs> like it. Really I was wondering. Like I was really wondering if Symmetra was going to be good in that. Oh, so the the if someone's good, uh, Widow yeah, and Hazo will like win. But if they're not great, then Junkrat and Symmetra are like number one, number two every time. <laughs> You'll see games that are all Symmetras and all Junkrats and and one Hanzo. <laughs> Wealthy Ardvok is asking: uh, Is anybody here playing PUBG besides Cherba? I'm going to play it this weekend. My coworkers were all talking about it today. Oh yes. Um, I just overhear all these engineers in the corner. One of them's like, "Pudgy, what's Pudgy? It's Player Unknown Battlegrounds." And then I just like, Ooh. "Oh, <laughs> you mean Plunk Bat?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that that game where they drop a bunch of people and they have to find weapons and do battle? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Or Battle get killed Royale. by a giant electric circle. Battle, Battle Royale, <laughs> the game. Uh, I'm into it because one of my favorite things to do in Counter Strike, even though it was sort of heretical, was Gun Game. Oh, Gun oh. Game! I love Gun Game. I was game. real good oh, at Gun yes. Game. I love uh, that. Is one thing I definitely enjoyed. Like I keep reinstalling Counter Strike Go, even though I'm awful at it. <laughs> just play Gun Game. It's and then I get screamed at by a 12-year-old uh, who is apparently streaming to YouTube and has two fucking viewers. <laughs> and then I uninstall again because I hate that. Right. <laughs> I had someone repeatedly and constantly threaten to kill me because I kept playing Symmetra and I kept winning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Skojo, what's been making you happy this week? Sorry. 
Uh, man, this week's been depressing because I came back from a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> should we just go uh, with your darling daughter? Is that what we should just yeah, go I with? Yeah, I was going to default with that and be like, oh, look, it's Kaylee. Here, talk, Kaylee. Hi. Hi. Hi, Kaylee. Hi, Kaylee. How are you? She's up past her bedtime. Stay up late. He can't put you to bed. She also can't hear us, sadly. Uh, she can't. Row, row, know. fight the power. <laughs> <laughs> and she got the old... One day she'll be old enough to understand all the uh, secret knowledge that me and Scott Rubin are going to tell her about her father. <laughs> <laughs> and her mother. I've known them both. I know things. <laughs> I, I, have a much, I have a much less sinister plan, which is just teach her all of the cool stuff that her dad probably would say, I'm not teaching you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the boring thing and teach her how to have the best goddamn audio a YouTuber can ever have. Yes. So, this is all mute, moot because she's gonna play field hockey and be a total athlete. Yep. Yeah, oh, I can teach yeah exactly. She's gonna be I a Republican. Teach- Republican field hockey player. I can teach her field hockey too. No, My mother nearly joined the Olympic team for field hockey. On my part, what is making me happy is the fact that I'm gonna be getting a Note Eight. Whoop! Nice. Get, Are you, you going to get some giant hands to go with your giant phone? <laughs> you mean more than I already do with my Note 5 and what I did with the Note 7 or the Note 4 or the Note 3? I need the big phone, Cherbs. What are you compensating for, man? I'm The ability like, oh, to do yeah! things at once? <laughs> Fucking I'm so excited about the fact that I got him to just go, I'm being a book up. No, I love the stylus, man. You have no idea how often I use the screen off note features. It's so great. Actually, I, I did get one loaned to me after Telstra. Uh, I believe it was when they fucked up the, was it the second or Seven. the third refurbished phone that they fucked up? Right. They gave me a uh, note... Six or seven? I can't remember when it was. There's it was no six before the note recall. <laughs> There's uh, note seven anyway, that got recalled. <laughs> they gave me a giant note, and I was just like, "Hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't carry this around, but it is quite pleasant." I would. I'm super excited for the dual cameras with that f 1.6 on the back. <laughs> yeah. So excited. What does that even mean? So I'm looking up. I was going to buy a studio camcorder, and I saw something crazy. So this is like the old camcorder we have. It's like yeah. this ancient, full HD. You can, For the price of a studio camcorder, you can get a Samsung that is just as big as this, like really tiny. It records in like ridiculous 4K. It's really high quality. It has a second camera here that catches a high quality wide angle of whatever mm-hmm. shot you've zoomed in on and records them both. Built-in two cam. Yeah. Yeah. I'm real excited about this camcorder. Uh, Daddy 2 cam. Daddy 2 cam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you to uh, Cherba, George, Skojo, and Rim for the first time in forever. I do hope I'm you come back. back fairly soon. My spotlights are all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week for Acceptable Vices, and coming up next week is going to be the premiere of a brand new series on the YouTube channel, Behind the Screen Basics, where we go into explaining some of the fundamentals of media production. I'm Victor Frost, and I'll see you next week on Acceptable Vices. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.
Friday Night Party Line is a Frostworks production. To find out more about us and what we do, check us out at www.frost.works.